Hello, this is Dr. Rosie Kuhn, and this podcast series is called Aging Like a Guru. Who, me? Did you ever wonder why when someone is old, and perhaps even with a terminal illness, and inevitably they die, and people go, wow, he died. Don't you, don't you find that fascinating? I mean, the truth of every single living being on this planet, whether it's a plant, whether it's an amoeba, whether it's a human being or elephant, we all die. It's just a matter of fact. And yet when we're told of somebody's passing, we're often surprised. Wow, he died. As if that's not, not a possibility. And I, I find that true when I think about um, famous people, uh, people that I really appreciate. And I go, wow, he, he died. How is that? How, and what is that that has us imagine that we're not impacted by life that way, that we won't die? Um, one of my favorite existential therapists, his name is Irvin Yalom. He, uh, in a, something I read, was talking about how every single one of us imagines that we're the one that can get off the planet alive, that we're the one that won't be having to deal with our mortality. And I, I, I was really, really, really happy to hear that because um, for one thing, I think about it, you know, am I like, how do I be with death? It's like, well, maybe I won't have to be with death. Maybe, I, maybe I'll be able to avoid my death somehow. Uh, so I was really happy to hear that I'm not alone in my uh, in my uh, presuming or thinking perhaps I'll be the one that doesn't have to die. Um, and it was interesting too that when my dad died and he was 91 when he died, he was fighting with his whole being the idea that he was going to die. And he had had a, uh, he had actually just for a very short period of time, a matter of like three months where he was diagnosed and then just failed, began to fail and then died. But even in the last day or so, I, I watched him grimace like with, you know, clenched teeth thing. I'm saying, I'm not going, I'm, I'm not going, you know, and, and uh, his support, he was a physician and uh, his nurse who he had in charge, you know, he had her do everything in her power to keep him alive which was insane because he was old and he, you know, his body was giving away. So it's this relationship with death, I think, that's really, really interesting. You know, part of us wants to imagine that we're infallible and immortal. And the other part, you know, we kind of shake, you know, shake our shoulders and say, of course, we're going to die. Of course, it's going to happen. And, you know, part of this conversation for me is watching so many of us, and this includes me, do things that are harmful to us. So a person who eats a lot of food that they know isn't good for them. So food that will create diabetes or heart disease. And it doesn't matter if they have the knowing, hey, this creates diabetes, or this creates heart disease, or this creates mental dysfunction, or this creates an allergic reaction, or this creates uh, liver uh, degeneration, and we do it anyway. We <laughs> the same with smoking, right? Somehow we believe. I think this is true for any of us who actually keep doing what we know we're doing, even though we know it's not good for us. That it's like smoking. 
in, for an example, it's like we know that causes lung cancer. And then when people who smoke get diagnosed, we go, wow, how did that happen? Or the person who's eating a lot of sugar and all of a sudden they're di- all of a sudden they're diagnosed, maybe at 76 or 80 years old, with diabetes after eating sugar all the time. And it's like, wow, how did that happen? Or the person who continually eats a lot of bad fats for them and they get heart congestion or heart disease or heart failure. And we go, wow, how did that happen? Don't you think that's funny? <laughs> I think it's really funny. We're such absurd beings. In And I said this uh, in the last podcast that I... My experience is that we're so brilliant. We have so much intelligence that it's just inherent in our being. And every single individual I've ever coached, I've been witness to that intelligence. And yet we act so dumb. We act so unsmart. We we act as if as if we're not intelligent. We don't have that. Or we just uh, ignore it. I don't know. Well, I do know. But the fact is, is we, we want what we want. We want the, the comfort of the foods that we're, we like, or the comforts or the environment or the people, um, even though it can be harmful to us. And where do we decide? How do we decide how to be with that? So the, the, the um, title of this this particular podcast is trying to outdo God. And, uh, and it's like, yeah, I, I, I think if I, if I'm good or nice enough in these areas that maybe I can fudge, you know, the way that I, you know, don't exercise enough or the way that I do things that may be harmful to me. But if I do these good things over here, maybe that outweighs. So we're in a sense bargaining with God that we can have it the way we want and still, get away with the consequences of the badness. I'm saying badness, but the the consequences of doing things that are not positive for our system. Um, And that's just an interesting thing that we all do. So many of us are working in jobs, working um, overtime and being so stressed. And some of us do it because we want the power and the money but what we get with the power and the money is we get sick and we get diseases that that kind of, that surprise us like why did i get that cancer why did i get that um, that illness it's ulcers like wow how did that happen when it's like it's it's obvious in our science in our um, media you know reports it on, constantly now in terms of the degree to which stress is causing probably 90% of the diseases that we face these days. It's not some genetic element. It's that we stress ourselves out the way that we do. And that can mean doing fun stuff like eating candy or um, sugars or or carbohydrates or um, alcohol or pornography, the stuff that's fun, but can still be harmful to us. And we just go, "I, I can get away with it. Uh, I'll I'll change tomorrow. I'll stop doing this tomorrow. And most of us won't until it becomes a, a problem. And that problem can mean either a, a physical disease, dis-ease, or a, a relationship dis-ease, as in our partners are saying, I'm not putting up with this stuff anymore. But somewhere we are held accountable for our choices 
but maybe it becomes something what we consider to be external as opposed to making the choice ourselves. So again, the intention of this particular podcast is to say, aren't we silly <laughs> in how we make choices so that we can keep doing what we do and we don't have to face the inevitable challenges of being responsible to ourselves, being responsible for our own life. Uh, one of, I think I've mentioned this in the past, one of my um, moments of uh, working with my own coach, she says, here's your mantra for the next 13 weeks. I am responsible for my own life. And I would say, it, at first I'd say it and it meant one thing. It's like, oh, that's what that means. And then a month later, it's like, I'm responsible for my own life. And it meant something deeper. And now even it's just like four months later, it's like, I am responsible for my own life. And what does that mean for me? Not in terms of I'm, um, <laughs> it's like we sometimes think we're, we're being punished when we have to be responsible and accountable for our own reality. When in fact, we have so much potential and so many gifts available to us when we take responsibility and be accountable for our, for our joys and our well-being and our delights. It's a really fascinating life, I think. And um, sometimes I'm not happy in my life and sometimes I like comfort food and sometimes I'm pissed off and frustrated and want out. Uh, but other times I just see how fascinating this is and the curi being curious about who I am inside this experience. It's uh, It can be really fun. Um, having the right reading and reading support uh, or podcasts or uh, whatever that you need to support you through this process is potential uh, self-discovery process. There's a lot of information out there. I have a lot of good books that I encourage you to look at. Not necessarily, they may not be the right ones for you, but um, I really like the writings and the offerings that I have at my website. They're also on Amazon, um, but my website is theparadigmshifts.com. But my books give you both a humor and an inspiration, hopefully, and some information and some acknowledgement of you as, as one of us going through this human experience the way we do. All right, I'm sending a big hugs and love today and uh, support you in being curious about who you are inside this human experience. Whether you're aging as in 20 to 30 or aging as in 80 to 90, wherever you are in that process, sending you big hugs and love. Bye for now. Mm -hmm.